This is Binod Shankar and you're listening to the Real Finance Mentor podcast from the realfinancementor.com. The Real Finance Mentor is your go-to resource for insight and inspiration on careers in finance, CFA and more. I would think why this podcast? Well, my goal is to deliver insight and inspiration for your finance career by making it one relatable. This is not theoretical stuff. We zero in on the critical practical issues. Number 2, authentic. No bullshit, no sidestepping. The topics, guests and questions are all from that perspective. And number 3, take a chartered accountant CFA charter holder, add 17 plus years as a corporate warrior, mix in 10 years of entrepreneurship, through a decade of full-time CFA training, add speaking, mentoring, cycling and mountaineering, and that's me. Welcome to the real finance mentor, or as I call it, RFM. Hi guys, this is Binod Shankar here, the real finance mentor with another episode of the RFM podcast. And uh, this episode is unusually a solo episode. Um it's been nearly a year since I recorded one. And I thought it's time that I talked about something something else that's also important from a career perspective. Because the issue of how do you stand out keeps coming up. I mean the number of CAs or CFA charter holders, MBAs, you know, are rapidly increasing every day so the jobs are not increasing commensurately so qualifications alone may not do the trick and also you have tough competition at work which is often makes it difficult to be visible uh it's also true for the job market unless your resume is exceptional and having the below tips or incorporating the below would help you it won't be picked up for interview hence this episode is not just for people already in a job who want to get promoted or get a plum role or great location the same company it's also for anyone employed but who wants to remain employable even outside his current company now i spent about 17 years in corporate life going all the way from you know um accounts manager audit assistant to executive director of finance and later managing director of a company that i co-founded and i learned a lot about staying visible so these are the eight tips that i picked up in my career journey I give this below in no particular order. Tip number 1. This might be an obvious one. Yes, you have the right degree or qualification, but how well can you apply this at work? Qualifications give you a lot such as knowledge and respect, but not necessarily the skills. What are some skills to acquire for example if you want have a career in investing asset management? for example if you want to excel in advisory equity research asset management or financial planning and analysis or risk management you must be expert in advanced excel and financial modeling report writing skills are also key you may be whiz at excel but what's the point if you can't write in a clear concise and compelling way to your clients and thirdly you have coding skills which help especially if you are in trading or equity research and the the areas that coding can help is expanding um every every now and then the point i'm trying to make here is incredible as it seems in this day and age most young professionals still believe in and rely on their hard won qualifications too much and underrate technical skills and soft skills so learn and stay ahead tip number 2 look at the big picture think beyond your role your department your company even your sector spot country and industry trends like gdp growth or tourism traffic retail traffic 
cost of living, quality of life, employment, interest rates, etc. Go macro. Then think about the impact on your company. Check out the competition and suggest, suggest strategies. So the point again here is finance folk are mostly, and like most other professionals, too narrowly focused. They wouldn't look at their domain. That's a big mistake. There's also a chance for you to be noticed if you look at the big picture and are able to connect the dots and make out a pattern. Tip number three, know the business. Know your company's industry inside out, whether it's broking your asset management or real estate development or private equity or anything else. You need to understand how the business works. So find out what are the key processes, key inputs, and the price dynamics of the inputs, best practices, key metrics, both business and financial, key risks, both business and financial, and the mitigation for this risk. Apply this knowledge to your company and see where it stands and what the gaps are. And figure out how you can be involved and add value to close the gaps. I will talk more about this in tip number six coming up soon. The point here is most finance folk, CFA, CA, MBAs, you know, are not commercially astute. Again, very narrowly focused. And hence they ignore the business to focus on the narrow specialization. Plus many plan to switch sectors, so they really don't care about the sector they're working in. So you on the other hand, have this great opportunity to stay, stay, stay um, uh, up and stay visible and hence can almost become indispensable in the organization. Tip number four, excel at communication. I can't emphasize how important this is because this actually helped me in my career a lot. Uh, and I constantly talk about this to people. And I say communication, I mean written and spoken communication, right? If you excel at communication, you will get opportunities. You can make an impact and you will stand out. What are the features of good communication? Of course, you can Google for it, but from my personal experience, your communication has to be honest, concise, compelling, balanced and rational, omit the emotional, irrational thoughts, critical yet constructive, and you have to have the ability to simplify complex topics for the layman. What are the platforms where you can demonstrate these communication skills? Face-to-face -face meetings, conference calls, presentations, emails, online, on, on social media, especially LinkedIn, the professional networking platform, written reports, uh, which by the way, is, is a rare but valuable skill, writing uh, decent written reports. Now this above communication can be to colleagues, can be regulators, investors, to your senior management, to clients, suppliers, business partners. There, there are a whole host of situations and stakeholders with which by making communication stand out, you can stand out as well. The point again here is many people either don't know what they're talking about, yeah, or know what they're talking about, but can't communicate effectively. And that's good if you can be better than them, because then you can stand out. Tip number five, collaborate and network. Now, there are lots of opportunities in finance to do this, because many people 
in your company or group or organization, outside finance need your support because of your unique specialization, experience, and skills. So use this as an opportunity to learn and network. I'll give an example of what I um, did in terms of collaboration networking when I was working in my career in real estate development. So I would work with the legal team for financial review of legal agreements, and they would require my sign off, and I would learn a lot of legal terminologies and legal practices. I would um, network with the sales team and work with them for finalizing sales forecasts and getting the documentation initially for sales transactions in place. I would liaise with the IT department at the group level when they would involve me for uh, inputs on acquiring new systems or testing new systems before uh, full implementation. I would work with the operations department in my company to help them prepare budgets and hence understand a lot about what was happening in terms of property transactions and fees and, and forecast for the market. I would work with the CapEx projects team uh, because I was also involved in preparing uh, financial feasibility studies. So I, this was actually extremely valuable because I got to know a lot about the dynamics of property development, uh, input prices, um, selling prices, risks involved, the processes involved, et cetera, et cetera. Got to work with some very smart people. I was even involved in making VIP delegations uh, or presenting to VIP delegations at my company uh, because I had the overall picture. This is very important because finance people are one of the few or, or the only ones who really have uh, the full big picture of what's happening in your organization. So the point here is people get to know you and vice versa. You'll be seen as being proactive and a team player. And by collaborating, you also build a network and a reputation. And you become the first point of contact for outsiders in your department. That's invaluable. Tip number six, initiate special projects. Now, this is something I used to do uh, at almost every job that I had. Because given your knowledge of and passion for the sector, what are the sectories, right? You will inevitably identify gaps and areas for improvement. You will identify risks uh, that should be plugged. So step in and start something new that adds value. For example, you could propose ways to reduce cost and be involved in the project as well, if it's approved. You could suggest a new product or service or modification to the existing product or service and be involved in the rollout of that. So I used to call this uh, special projects. And like I told you, I did this on many jobs uh, that I had. So for example, when I was working in property development, uh, I started preparing a real, real estate price report every month on Dubai prices of residential prices, by the way, which quickly became demanded by the sales team and then the marketing team in my company and then within the group, and then even people outside the group started hearing of it. I initially started working on it because I, I liked real estate. I was very curious about it. And eventually this report was produced monthly by my assistant who loved her job of also doing market research in addition to the usual monthly management reporting. So this is a classic example of going above and beyond that can really make you stand out because it shows a rare passion, industry knowledge, and analytical skills. And these are all very valuable to any company where you work. Tip number seven, red flag issues well in advance. Be bold and speak truth to power because every company has issues, right? 
big, small, right? High probability, low probability. Identify those, you know, medium, high probability, significant issues and flag it to the, to the management. Tell them about it. Of course, it's much easier if you know the business and you have done a deep dive. The information is also a result of working with other departments who may tell you a lot of information, which you then can piece together and say, okay, you know what? I see a risk that they don't see, and it's a valid risk. But don't just cry wolf, right? Suggest solutions as well, because management may not like it when all they hear from you are issues, issues, issues. Of course, what I just said depends a lot on the company culture, right? Many companies have an ask is a culture where bad news is suppressed and the messenger is shot. So act accordingly, right? There's little point in dying heroic, heroically, but needlessly. So be careful out there. The point, my, my point here is you can easily stand out here because many of your colleagues either don't know issues well enough or don't really care about red flagging it or probably are too scared or even as happened once in my case, there were a bunch of frauds stealing from the company and you know, uh, that gave me a chance to red flag the issue. Uh, and I was vindicated uh, later, right? Tip number eight, uh, last but not the least, have a sense of humor, right? See the weird side to people and places and situations. Don't be scared to be a little wacky, to be a bit of an outlier. Now, you might think, what's the big deal here, you know? I'll tell you what are the merits of this um, particular strategy at work. Number one, Humor diffuses the tension in many, many tricky situations. Number two, humor helps develop rapport with strangers. For example, a joke is an excellent icebreaker before you start a meeting, especially with people that you're not familiar with or you haven't met before. Number three, and this is true by the way, research has proven this time and again. People also think funny people are smarter, more likable and more confident. And that's probably true as well, you know? although it's perception and perception is reality in many cases. Of course, my caveat here is you can't force your jokes or make tasteless quips. It's critical to know what to say, when to say it and to whom. It also helps a lot if you have a funny bone. The point here is many finance professionals that I've seen, accountants, analysts, auditors, advisors, bankers, are completely bereft of a sense of fun out are too scared to joke, right? So they appear colorless and as, as interesting as watching paint dry. You can score a double here, right? You can have fun and boost your career at the same time. So that's the eight tips. And I'll, here's a summary of my tips to stand out at work. Number one, upskill. Number two, get the big picture. Number three, know the business. Number four, collaborate and network. Number five, excel at communication. Number six, initiate special projects. Number seven, red flag issues in advance. And number eight, last but definitely not the least, have a sense of fun, right? Of course, these are from my personal experience in corporate life. I'm sure other senior professionals will have their own list on how to be more visible and how to stand out at work. Now, they both will make you stand out. They can also make you a hot candidate for management or leadership positions. Now go blow their socks off. This is brought to you by The Real Finance Mentor. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you found it insightful and inspirational. If you did enjoy this episode, please drop us a review and spread the word. 
and be sure to check out more exclusive content on therealfinancementor.com and my LinkedIn profile, which is Binod Shankar CFA. Let's keep in touch. Just add your name to the mailing list on therealfinancementor.com and we'll tell you about new episodes, plus book reviews, upcoming events, and blogs. Till the next time, onwards and upwards.